Well, good morning, everybody. You can tell the sun is rising. You are facing east right now, my camera. It is I, the prepper guy. And I thought <clears throat> I would drive to work today and do another podcast and make it a video uh, for shits and giggles, basically. There's uh, the hacienda and the old water tower, which is like 120 or 30 years old. Surprised it hasn't fallen down and killed me yet. So I'm going to go to work because it's my duty today on a beautiful Wednesday morning. Yesterday I was watching a, a video, it's a movie trailer, um, I think it's uh, with or by Chris Ann Hall, and Liberty First, and her husband, and uh, it's called Non-Compliant, and I, and I like the premise behind that, Non-Compliant, uh, for... I don't know, about a year now, since I opened the uh, Prepper Guy shop online, uh, I think it's Prepper Guy shop, or Prepper Guy forward slash shop dot com, whatever. Um, on the Prepper Guy website, there's a, a link to the shop. I've had a an expression by, I think it was Walt Whitman that says, obey little and resist much. And that is also non-compliant, or being non-compliant, I would say. And, it, and it's not, you know, to be a, a dick or a douchebag or, you know, some Generation X attitude where you just hate authority, even when it's proper authority. It just says, uh, resist many things. And, and Whitman was talking to the states when he said that. It's, it's like... You know, you need to uh, you need to resist a lot of things that the federal government will try to shove down your throat and obey little. Now, remember, he was talking to the states, which is we the people. And uh, and so, non-compliance falls under that category to me. It's it's not disrespectful if you thought about it if you if you think about what it is they're asking you to do and uh, and why perhaps maybe even more important because there are many things that are worthwhile that a federal government may say you know like uh, well fuck the election laws that's federal laws. And since states in this election have disobeyed federal law, uh, they're being sued by Texas and uh, about 10 or now 12 other states have joined in the lawsuit that are saying, whoa, wait a minute, you know, the way you ran this election affects me, it disenfranchises me as an American citizen because you violated the federal law and allowed dead people and 
people to vote outside of the of the Constitution, and the legislature did not pass this these new rules with mail-in voting. The courts did, and and judges and politicians, but not the legislature. So it seems like this is becoming quite a a hot potato case now and it will be probably one of the key court cases in the Supreme Court that will determine the outcome of this election because it will it will fall back to the states and the electoral college and if it, and if the if the house picks the electors which they always do in a way um then Trump will win, and if it really goes into a screaming pissing match to where the states refuse to even pick electors, then one representative or senator from each state will will vote, and that will be that. Trump will still win, and a lot of people will go, "Well, that's that's fucked up." I didn't, you know, what about my vote? What about me? My one vote, one man blah 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 well if you really think about it where does the representation of a, of a country or a state come from well it comes from the, the representative body <clears throat> your representative in your district the person that knocked on your door and said dude I want to be your representative I want to be the congressman for you know BFE uh, district 2 and you go, wow, hey, it's you. I remember in high school, you were in my uh, my class. I always had a crush on you. I think I'll vote for you. See, it's it's small. It's, it's Even with the gerrymandering and the way they fuck things up, it's still a small slice of your state, is your district. And so to say that when... The representatives pick the electors and pick the president. It's not those people. Those those that handful of electors are are picking the people that the the pulse of their district, you know, like. If you know, if the representative is paying attention to who's who and what folks want, then uh it's really just as representative of one person, one vote, except, you know, these people have been elected. They've been vetted by we, the people. Um, they're not dead. They didn't mail in their ballot. They didn't just show up yesterday and decide to vote because, uh, you know, somebody told them, hey, move to Georgia and then uh, get an absentee ballot and vote. You know, that it's, just, it's not working that way, see? So... You know, to, to lay that bullshit, whiny complaint to rest is uh, the Electoral College is the way it was done for 200 plus years. That's <clears throat> how George Washington was elected, if you look at the old records. And, uh, you know, on a side note, which we could talk about some other time, the Electoral College actually allows for more than a two party system. You know, because it was more of a, a vote majority vote it wasn't a 50% vote it was you know 
you got five votes and Jane got three votes and Tony got one vote, well, then you won. See, it was didn't have to be 50-50. 50-50 or 51-49. Really, basically, inherent flaw with that is it becomes a two-party system. Whereas George Washington, I think, ran against, I don't know, four or five people. There were Whigs and Federalists, and, you know, Democrat, whatever the, all those parties were back then. So it's not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing when you really, really think about it and how this, how the system worked, you know, for well, 200 years. So anyway, you know, the, the, the movie, Non-Compliant, get back to my point, Mark. Jesus Christ. Um, in today's world, I think is is highly important for us to be non-compliant. And, and I'm not talking about, you know, us like Americans or us, the Republicans. I'm talking about us, real patriots, people that actually can see the big picture and, and what's at stake here. You know, a lot of these Republicans that just don't have the will to fight think, well, you know, the next election, we'll, we'll clean this mess up and we'll, we'll get rid of this mail-in ballot thing. And, you know, there's, there's a law to, that they're trying or a bill they're trying to pass that says, you know, you can't be dead to vote, kind of. I can't remember the words, but it's that fucking stupid, you know. And, and, and they act as if. This, this good old boy mentality like, oh, you know, the ball's closer to you. Go ahead. It's your turn anyway. You know, no big deal. It's just a game. To them, it is just a game. To these old Republicans and the never-Trumpers, this is just a, a game. And they're not that worried about it. Because they think there'll be another election where the Democrats will play fair again. And then it you know, goes on you know, pulling the wool over our eyes. But, see, the Democrats have gotten in bed with some really, really large, large money companies and families that have, you know, and tech and all that. And they're in it for the money and the power, which to them is both, but power is important, more important than money in Washington. And, and so, you know, money can buy a lot of power, to outsiders that haven't been elected and sway the election. So the Democrats' strategy is not to just, you know, play this game. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Go ahead, take it. It's your turn. We're kind of tired. We're going we're gonna to set this out. Go ahead. No, the Democrats are always very in it to win it. You know, you can see that with, you know, the Democrat Party endorsing the KKK and slavery and and you know going against civil rights and you know you can whine and sit there and go well mark you know the democrats are for the we're for anti-slavery no i mean if, if you can read a if you can read a comic book you can read a history book and there's you know history for dummies out there you can see that the democrat party has always been for slavery and for anarchy and for rebellion because their 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 end game is quite different than 
you know, other American in-games, like, we'll just say Republicans, since we are in this fucking weird universe where there's only two parties, you know. You know, yeah, there's the Libertarian and all them guys that really barely count independence. So, Democrats want to win, and their idea of winning isn't just getting this election. You know, because they've been in charge many times of the House and the, and, the, and the White House and the Senate, and, you know, where all the rules are made. But see, we're, we're at a point now with this mail-in ballots. They've used this, they've literally used this uh, crisis of this imaginary COVID to their full extent. I mean, they milked the shit out of this one, you know, for practically a year now. In January, it will be a year. And uh, so, their 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 end game, their goal, their objective is not to just get the presidency and the, and the Senate and the House. And they're they're they're. I don't know, you know what they want is far worse than what we're seeing, and they've they've made it clear. So you know these these Republicans that will put up a fight are really putting your future at jeopardy. And that's what I, I think is so important about this case with Texas suing these, you know, dumbass battleground states that fucked everything all up. It's, it's, I don't know, it, it's just, it's more heinous than that. It, it's, they want, they, they want to destroy America and what the case is saying is like, hey, wait a minute, wait a tick. Um, this is is going to fundamentally change America. Do you understand? This is going to take away freedom and liberty. It will make us a socialist dictatorship. It will take us down the road of Venezuela and you know Hugo Chavez. It will take us down that road that Cuba's been on for. 50, 60 years, you know, and, and that's what they want, you know, so you can sit there and go, well, that's fucked up, why would they want that? Well, I don't know, you know, some people think cherry pie is fucked up, but they don't want it, they want apple, they want some fucking rhubarb pie, why? Who the fuck wants rhubarb pie? So, that's what they want, and that's what they're going for, and that they have got themselves in the position now with the media and everything to where they can really shove this down our throat and for us to just turn a blind eye and go, wow, yeah, that's, a, you know, better luck next time. That's, that's, that's sports analogy. This is America patriotism and, you know, the, you know, the Fabian society that, that have, you know, come right out and said, we're going to change America into to, to what we wish it to be. You know, screw you and your stupid ass freedom and your liberty. You know, we want something different for it. And, it, you know, we just, unfortunately, you know, the, the really big families in control just didn't see this happening when America won the revolution, created the Constitution. They thought, oh, you know, it's just, I mean, they, they didn't understand what the founders had done with this republic and just how powerful that, that, that little gem that the founders found and put together 
would be. They didn't think it would be such a force. And maybe they thought they could play within the rules and graft a bunch of money off of it as time went on. And, and maybe they did, you know. But now it's gotten to where it's like, okay, it's, it's time to, you know, put a lid on this shit. And, you know, maybe we'll start it somewhere else. But not in America. They're getting too big for their britches. Oh, damn it. Here I am zipping along without my cruise control on. Probably going to get a ticket. Ah, well, I'm bored, I guess. So, all I can tell you is that, uh, you know, this game, they're in it, you know, the Democrat Party or whoever they have, they are, are really in it to win it. And, uh, and if Republicans don't stand and fight this and help Trump, not because they like him, but just because it's right and wrong. It's, there's a lot, of, I've taken the, the right side of a lot of arguments where I did not like the person I was arguing for. That's the right thing to do. So non-compliant is, is a movie that's, you know, kind of saying, hey, pretty much the same thing. You know, you patriots, whatever, you know, party you belong to. This is not your average, you know, fight here. There's something bigger going on here. And and you need to wake up and see it for what it is. You know, fights happen all the time in our family lives, our personal lives, and state and federal governments. This one is definitely bigger than that. And, and you know, the media is trying to diminish it by saying, well, you know, it's just this, this COVID thing. Don't worry. When it's over, everything will go back to normal. But that's bullshit. And you and I and sane people know it. So between the cover-up and, and all this, you know, media blowing smoke up our ass and everything, they're trying to downplay it as this, as this is not the fight. This is not the hill you want to die on. It's just a COVID thing. And... and and we've almost got a vaccine. And good old Joe, he's going to cure it all using Trump's team of scientists now, you know, because Joe's Joe. It's fucking magic Joe. And uh, this is not the fight or the hill you want to die on. You know, trust me, it's not that big of a deal, people. Go back to sleep. You know, dream about the American dream and the light on the hill. Go back to sleep. Well, a republic takes hard work. And, and you know what? The dream is something achieved when you're asleep. Work is something you do and achieve when you're awake. It's an ideal. It's a goal. America, that dream, that freedom and liberty and the ability to rise above your circumstances and become great. That's the ideal. That's the agenda. That's that's the hope that we can all achieve. But to say it's a fucking dream, you're not going to achieve that dream in sleep. You got to wake up. You got to do the work. You can't get anything done when you're asleep. So I'm being petty. You know, yes, it's the dream, the American dream, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but... That might have been what immigrants dreamt of when they slept on the passage over to America, you know, to become free and see the Statue of Liberty and 
go through Ellis Island. Sure, when they slept in their socialist, you know, shitholes that they lived in, like Russia back then, and so many countries, you know, that they fled from to be here, to be in America. They dreamt of the American dream when they were asleep. And, and to get there was their dream. To be American, that was their dream. To be free. To open a shoe repair shop or a leather work shop or whatever their their skill was. And they knew in America they could do it. They could be a, a fucking knife sharpener and, and do it. And they dreamed about that. But once they got here, they didn't go back to fucking sleep and keep dreaming about it. They went out and sharpened knives and made boots and worked their ass off. And this is where we are. It's time to wake our ass up. Be non-compliant. So, you know, it it, it kind of leads me to, uh, you know, tomorrow I get to go back to another pre-trial conference where the city keeps, you know, dragging this out. And, and I don't know if I'm really fighting it right. I haven't had time with the work on the house and stuff to really drill down into this because a pre-trial would maybe most likely be where I could, you know, tell the city, look, you know, I would like to motion or the city to just, you know, motion the court, drop this shit or however you say them words. And I've told the city, you know, you ought to just, you know, um, wave enforcement in this deal because, uh, because you're not admitting defeat or victory you're just dropping it and you know the lawyer she said well that's not going to happen basically telling me go pound sand fuck myself but nothing's come of these so I guess it's it's time for me you know tell the city lawyer look it's fish or cut bait you know I've been here three times and you know your your duty in these pre-trials is to, to show me the evidence and, and show me the case that you're going to bring so I can prepare and defend for it. And and I, I haven't done that, you know, maybe because I'm not a, you know, yeehaw kind of Philadelphia lawyer, you know. But, uh, you know, all cases, as we know in life, can go sideways rather quick and I don't want this going sideways on me. So, that's that kind of, I've you know, been taking a go slow, you know, kind of attitude with this, you know, fucking thing. So, this is me being non-compliant. This is me saying I'm going to resist and, and, and not comply. This much obey little, and, and you know, as Americans, you know, it's like, you know, I can whine about some bullshit if I'm an illegal immigrant, and oh my God, here comes a team of fucking lawyers out of the woodwork. But as American patriots, see, you know, we're kind of free market, and you know, and so you know, somebody hears my case, you know, on me talking about it in the last year, <clears throat> you know, some lawyer. You know, from the ACLU or somewhere like that, you would think would sit there and go, "Well, Mark, you know, this is a really good case, and you know, you've taken it pretty far here, just by telling them to go pound sand." 
Let's take this to court and kick their ass. You know, I'll do this pro bono. Because I want to sue the city when you're done. When we prove to them they're wrong, then we're going to sue the city for threats and intimidation. And I'm going to, I'm going to go for, you know, three, four million dollars. This scam they've been pulling for 20, 30, 40 years. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, we might get a million, but I get, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 percent of it. I don't really care. I get all of it. You know, see, they don't exist on our side, these do-gooder people. You know, and, and honestly, maybe the good in the Democrat Party and these, these liberal lawyers is, <clears throat> you know, they have an agenda. Don't, this is not, you know, altruism on their part, but they will take a case because the underdog's being fucked. Now, their underdog is their agenda, you know, illegal immigration and all that. And they're making a name for themselves, but, you know, where's the, where's the, 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 the hardcore conservative lawyers that, you know, want to prove this to, to also make a point for their agenda, freedom and liberty? Well, you know, that goes back to the, the Republicans being, you know, a good old boys club where they're just like, ah, you know, that's no big deal. No harm, no foul. Ah, Mark got fucked. Ah, whatever. He should have complied. Because, see, they're in that same control boat that, you know, everybody else in, you know, the political world is. It's like, well, you know, Mark might be right, but my overall agenda is to someday be elected to something and I, I don't want to uh, be on the side that fought for this guy to have his, you know, freedom back. You know, I, did, I, I didn't want the city to loosen their grip on his balls. I wanted him to squeeze harder. You know, because when I get there, I want to be able to grab these people by the balls and squeeze even harder. Because I'm a Republican. I'm all about control and manipulation. Just like the Democrats. We just don't want to be socialists. We want that freedom and liberty thing because, well, fuck it. Pays a lot of rent. So they're, you know, the lawyers on my side are, are you know, or could be on my side are pretty weak at best you know so they don't really exist you know there's guys like Jay Sukilo and all that with the American majority American Justice League and all these things but you know they take the big cases you know they're fighting for Trump right now it's the big picture unfortunately they didn't fight for the little picture enough to where now that the big picture has become so goddamn all-encompassing that it's a, it's a win-or-lose fight. You know, if Trump loses this, we could very well, within a few years, be socialist Venezuela. You know, but they, they've waited. These lawyers, these good lawyers that could have fought for me or you in these little chicken-shit cases and maybe pulled back the, the levers of power a little bit you know, avoiding this big battle. They didn't want to do that because, see, they, they're, they're hedging their bets. They think, well, you know, someday I'm going to be in politics or, you know, I'm going to want some politician to hire my firm and pay me millions of dollars. And I just, I don't want to have somebody dig something up on the Internet that's going, hey, you know, lawyer Bob, 
You know, 20 years ago, you helped this guy Mark, and you really annihilated that city. And uh, I think the words you used were freedom and liberty and private property and all this shit. Uh, you know, if you feel that way, then you really can't fight for me. Even though, you know, we're kind of on the same side. You said some things that just the media is not going to let go of. You know, which brings in the, you know, fifth estate, you know, the fucking media and these douchebags. You know, that, you know, use these things. They, they record them and they stick them in a fucking archive somewhere. Just like the, eh, excuse me, but like the Catholic Church and their, their big libraries that are laborious. You know, they got it written down somewhere. They're just not going to share it with anybody until they need it. So, so I don't have anyone in my corner except, you know, my fans. They're like, yeah, Mark, you go. You go, boy. Get him. Sick him. You know, they're sicking a chihuahua on a pack of fucking timber wolves. And then they're like, ah, you know, you put up a good fight. Good thing they didn't eat you. You know, what were you doing fucking fighting them wolves anyway, dude? No, I'm on your side, but fuck, Mark, straighten out. And that's exactly how it becomes. So if we can't become self-motivated, self-actualizing, non-compliant patriots, then you might as well fight for and vote for Biden. Because that is the outcome of the path we have been on for 50 to 60 years. And now because of media, so many people can be seen for who they are. And you and I and many sunshine patriots and fair weather patriots will take the path of least resistance because it just, well, it's shorter. We're fucking lazy. You know, and, and, and I lump myself into that too because for many years I've just, you know, Fuck, I voted for, what was his name, Carter, just so he would end the draft. Because that's what he said he was going to do. And I was in high school. And, well, as soon as I graduated, I was going to go off to Vietnam. And I was afraid. I was scared. I'd have survived, maybe, or I'd have got blown up like somebody. And that would have been that. But I, you know, thinking, looking forward, going, man, that's that's a scary road to travel. You know? Ah, you know, I'm one fucking vote off over Carter, and that's the only reason I wanted him in there. I didn't know anything about politics back then. So, did I take the path of least resistance? So, fuck yeah. How many times have I done that in my life? You know, I could have been extremely rich numerous times, probably like all of us. But when I really weighed the cost to my family and to myself and how hard I would have to fight, uh, you know, I took the path of least resistance. It's not that the fight was too hard or unobtainable. I just used all those as excuses. Just like Americans nowadays use these safety nets as an excuse. It's like, well, you know, I don't, I don't really agree with Social Security. Well, you know, that's easy to say when you're 20 and 30. You know, but, you know, my mom, if, if she hadn't had Social Security, she would have she fucking starved to death. You know, my dad wasn't that good with money. And so, you know, when he passed away, she would, she'd have been on her own, man. You know? you know, oh, yeah, my dad, he was in the unions. You know, thank God for the union pension funds and stuff because, uh, 
you know that's that's so you know these paths have been chosen throughout life by many and then as you get older you say well you know you know now that I got a business and I'm self-employed that social security is kind of fucked because I got to pay both sides of that fucking thing that's seven eight grand a year you know, that doesn't leave me anything for real retirement because we know Social Security would be fucking broken. So, well, you know, Social Security comes along and bitch slaps some fucking cents into us and we're like, well, ah, here's your money and your fees and your penalties. Sorry. Oh, some interest? Yeah. Here, let me, let me swallow that for you too. So, you get older and older and now here I am, you know, 66 going on 67 and you know, I'm thinking, well, you know, I've, I've fought the law in many ways. And, you know, I, I literally, I've talked to people from Medicare and Social Security. And because I fought so hard and won so well, I paid nothing into it. You know, I didn't cheat. I just was really good at evasion and not making money and not showing any income that I did happen to find. And, you know, there's ways to do it to where you're not going to go to jail. And I didn't. But... Now I'm 66 thinking, oh, Mark, you won that fight, you big dumbass. Now what the fuck are you going to do? Well, you know, I, I got my properties paid for, my house is paid for, and a good, good woman that works hard, and we have a business, and that's my day job. And, you know, I'll be coming here to this drive until I fall over dead because that's my income. You know, our business is our investment. I didn't have the money left over after fighting to sock, you know, two, three thousand dollars a year away in an IRA or something where I'd actually had some real money. Because if I'd have done that, then, you know, my enemy would have found that and would have seized it and taken it. So this is where I'm at. And, and so the fight for noncompliance and to be a rebel is hard. And when you're young and idealistic, you can sit there and talk and tell fucking blue in the face and blood shoots out of your eyes how much you're going to resist this shit. But as you get older, you get weaker, you know, and then you start seeing a different side. And then you're like, oh, maybe I'll do you know, and whatever. And and so it's it's hard, you know. Now, the only reason I, I really, the only reason I'm fighting this hard with the city is, you know, wait, well, yeah, hey, it's principal and they can go fuck themselves. But, you know, I, I don't feel like spending nine, ten grand on a permit or whatever it's going to cost. I didn't feel like drawing these plans up, paying an architect an extra thousand dollars to, you know, to go over. I didn't feel like having an engineer go over my trusses. And say, of course they're engineered, Mark. You got them off a fucking university with six-inch snow load. You're in Arizona; it never snows. Of course, I just didn't feel like it. I didn't feel like being locked into as-built plans because I've changed a lot of things. You know, it went from a one-story to a two-story. You know, different truss designs and all that. That would, you know, hell, it's taken two years just using our own money. It would have been four or five years. You know, with amended drawings and you know approval plans and this and that and kissing their fucking ring and going in and acting like I actually fucking agree with this ass hat in planning and zoning going well you know you know if you do that huh, you, well, like, you know my father tried that one time it's like go fuck yourself dude you know you're you're a paper pusher and you're here to collect a check I gave you your check 
just sign off on this shit so I can go back to work. It doesn't work that way. So I, I, I'm still here. I am going to court tomorrow again. And that's just a pretrial. If they don't drop it, then you'll get to hear me whine and complain and bitch about actually going to court. You know, and what happens there? You know, I really have to study. So, we need to learn to be more non-compliant. We need to learn how to fight these things on a, on a level that doesn't just take all our money and leave us, you know, winded and out of breath, you know, as we get older and stuff. You know, how do you, how do you fight City Hall and win? Well, you know, it's, it's tough. It can be done. But it, it, it takes thinking, and it definitely takes, you know, being awake and putting in the hard work and, and really thinking harder. You know, if, if, you know, finding people that are good lawyers to go, hey, you need to fight this fight with me. You know, I need somebody to take this, you know, kind of pro bono or, you know, barter or something. But right now, I, just, I really can't promise you anything. But, God, I need some fucking help. You know, if you're a lawyer... <clears throat> and, a, and a patriot, you should sit there and go. You know what? I, 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 I you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look into this. I'm gonna put some shit together, and I'll file a brief for you or something like that. And you know, it won't cost you anything. You know. So, the fight has to be done smarter. But unfortunately, we're on the battlefield now. All of our training and prepping was kind of overlooked by you know, our parents' generation and, you know, not spanking and whatever the fuck, you know, everyone gets a goddamn trophy. So here we are now in, in a position to where we're on the battlefield fighting an enemy that is highly funded and highly trained. And all we got is, you know, bad language and bubblegum, really, and, and no fucking training. And and it's it's going to be you know very very painful if we lose this. So we've all been shipped into the battlefield just like if I'd I ended up in Vietnam. You know I'd had uh, some fucking couple weeks of boot camp and then boom, here you are in the jungles of Vietnam. You know figure it out or die. You know and you'd have had to listen to your your sergeant and those above you and and people that know something and hope you didn't fucking end up dead well this is where we are today you know we're we're in the battlefield for literally for freedom and liberty this time because i honestly believe that the republicans and the democrats are you know in it to win it but the republicans don't understand the stakes of the game you know, they're playing blindfolded and they haven't looked at the table and went, whoa, there's, there's a lot of sh fucking chips on there. There's freedom and liberty and private property and states' rights. And, you know, fuck, as a, as a politician being a Republican, I'm going to be, you know, shown the door and handed my hat. Fuck. See, they don't understand. So we're going onto a battlefield here with very little training because we haven't been paying attention. You know, I'm not saying all of y'all. You know, a lot of your ex-military, you know the importance of training when you get into the battle, your, your training, you know, you remember that and it kicks in, the muscle memory and all that. This is different. You know, when I talk to people about standing armies or social security or 
you know, some of these things that we take for granted nowadays that are unconstitutional and un- illegal and they shouldn't be happening. doesn't mean we you know, take our pants down and bend over and hand the enemy a tube of KY gel. But we don't have to have a standing army like it is. You know, so we, we, we neglect to remember what America was. And, and so as, as military, we have this mindset, this, this oath that we took that was told to us by liberals from a different generation. And liberals, they were told, different generation. You know, going back to FDR, you know, his generals were telling his people at West Point, this is why we do this. This is your oath. Yeah, yeah. And oh, by the way, I'm, I'm the president and, uh, and I'm commander-in-chief. Well, I thought Congress was. No, no, no. Shut the fuck up. Okay, general. You're the president. So it's a trickle-down dumbing of, you know, who we are as soldiers in this war for America's heart and soul. And so all I can tell you is, you know, things that I see. Go, hey, you know. Fuck, let's fight. <clears throat> we don't all have to get together and wear uniforms and fucking get patches. Just need to fight in our own little way. You know, death by a thousand paper cuts. That's how we're going to win this. Your noncompliance, my noncompliance. You know, if it costs me more money to hire a lawyer, if I have to appeal this thing, I will. If I have to fight on other grounds and different battlefields to win this, I will. That's just my one little fight, adding on to my one little house in the middle of fucking nowhere America. And other than the two, three hundred, four hundred people listening to my podcast don't even know me. But it's a fight. And if I can win it, nobody's going to send me a bottle of champagne or go, yeah, man. And that's okay. I can deal with that. Because if I can think of maybe a million other little Americans in the middle of nowhere fighting local government or even state government on a small level and winning, uh, we're no longer playing whack-a-mole. Now we're getting somewhere. And and this is what it's like. It's always a a case of whack-a-mole. It's just like... It's like this shutdown I was thinking the other day, you know, these fucking lockdowns in California. People get mad, they resist, they leave their bar open, the police can move in, shut them down and arrest them. Whack-a-mole. And then someone else does it somewhere else and there's the police and they shut them down, throw them in jail, whack-a-mole. But these business owners aren't part of the fucking Chamber of Commerce or something. You can't get like 50 businesses in an area that only has maybe, like my town, I think we have maybe 100 cops, if that, and fucking 30, 40 restaurants. Everybody open up. Everybody. Defy the city government right then on that day. Go, no, we will not comply. Send your cops to us. Oh, oh, two? You got two cops for every restaurant business that's going to just told you to go fucking pounce in? I'm sorry, but two of those are, well, one of them's my, my friend. The other one's my brother. See? Don't play whack-a-mole, goddammit. Wake the fuck up. Do not comply. Resist. And get organized. Get your friends together and go, look, you know, 
This is killing us, this lockdown. It's fucking masking, whatever. I don't care about masks. I barely care about social distancing, but fuck, I need to be open. I'm going broke. Open. And get 20, 30 of your friends that own businesses to open. And when the police show up, you stand together. And you fight and go, no, I'm not going to comply because over there, oh, there's Bob. He's open. Not like you're ratting him out. You're just pointing to the cops. Go, look, there's Bob. Oh, fuck, we better send someone over there. You three go over there. And Bob sits there and goes, what about Jamie? She's over there. She's got that taco stand. What the fuck? Well, uh, uh, and pretty soon there's one cop standing at every restaurant going, you know, dude, you really should shut down because uh, <laughs> I'm standing here alone with no backup. Um. See, it, it, it can be one, just like when they killed Lavoy Finnegan. I said, you know, we need to quit playing whack-a-mole. We need to just stop popping up everywhere with some patriotic movement and getting our ass beat. need to do this organized, get Oath Keepers and Constitutional Sheriff's Association together and fucking put some pins on a map and go, we're going to do all these 20 next week. And they don't have enough FBI guys for that. And then, boom, you fucking win. Or you just do one because well, fucking LeVoy Finnegan got pissed off and stood up and fought for America. And a bunch of people showed up. And so did the FBI. And uh, all the so-called patriots and fair-weather, you know, patriots all fucking tucked tail and ran when the feds said, hey, get out of here. Oath Keepers, you want to keep your charter? Get the fuck out of here. Three percenters, you want us to call you malicious? Get out of here. Okay, yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna stand down on this one. It's the right thing to do. And their their fans still send them money, you know. And, you know, maybe it was the right thing. No, what the fuck do I know? I'm not a mind reader. I really give a shit less. So you know, I'm not bashing the Oath Keepers and the Three Percenters and the CSPOA. I mean, Sheriff Max trying. They're all trying. But fuck, get organized. I mean. You know, it's, it, I understood years ago when you were trying to build up momentum and stuff with your, uh, trying to get some mojo going with your your fans and your Facebook group and get some numbers. Thank you. You know, get some numbers together to where maybe you could change something. But now it's, 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 it's past that point, boys and girls. Wake the fuck up. You know, if you're the three percenters, and you think that just because you moved to Parlor or MeWe, that they're not going to shut you down eventually. They are. Something's going to happen, and they're going to do more. And if Biden gets in there, trust me, Parlor or MeWe, you're going to be fucking dead on arrival. So, now that you got your numbers, now that you got all your fucking fans together and your your group of patriots. Time to mobilize. You need to go offline and say, okay, here's our plan for the next year. We're going to do this, this, and this. This big operation we're working with. Oath Keepers and the sheriffs, and we're going to, we're going to make a stand in these 10 counties. You people in business, you know, got these guys here, these guys here that are all going to help you show up, and they're going to argue with you. With you. We need 50 restaurants in this town to open. 20 hardware stores and 30 non-essential businesses and we got the manpower to be there let's buckle them at their knees 
and we're not going to be much online anymore because they're going to shut our asses down. So we need to just, we need to fight this. We need to be in it to win it. It's almost over, boys and girls. It's almost fucking over. And that might, might work. Might not. Fuck, it's game plan. That's all I got. You know, I don't know whatever there's got, but at least I came up with a fucking idea. And I'm just a dumbass carpet layer. There's people out there that are smart, went to West Point, know how to fucking fight battles. You know, got green berets out there that nobody, the enemy doesn't even know they're there. And they walk in, they walk out. Where the fuck are you? Oh, the enemy's domestic or scary? Is that what it is? You're all scared. You're all scared of congressmen and senators. You know, fucking Viet Cong and ISIS and caliphate and these motherfuckers out there that are IDs. That's not scary. No, fucking come home and lay your dick in the dirt. And now put together a plan to save your country. Talk's cheap. Get together. Not bashing you. Love you all. Respect the fuck out of all of you. Get together with your Oath Keeper friends that are actual sheriffs, that are constitutional sheriffs and law enforcement cops that are sitting there going, well, we didn't really want to shut that restaurant down, but fuck, we got a job. You know, get together, put together a fucking plan and and initiate it. And as things start going south, you adapt and you overcome. Or you could just be afraid of politicians, bureaucrats. You know, that's that's City Hall. I mean, I've talked to fucking war-hardened patriots. I mean, people that have lost people. They got PTSD. They're feeling the pain. They were in Afghanistan and Mosul and these fucking places. One guy is like a just fucking hardcore army ranger. He lost men. He was there from the beginning in Vietnam all the way up until he retired. And he's like, well, you know, how's your fight going with the city? I said, well, you know. Typical. Eh, maybe you ought to get your permit. Oh, really? Maybe you should have just fucking ran over that fucking IED. You know, I wouldn't tell him that because fucking kill me with this thumb. But, you know, it's, it's like, you know, where do we draw these battle lines to where we become so fucking scared as patriots that we're like, I, you know, I face the worst enemy in the world. You know, I, I don't know. Fuck. You know, some fucking hillbilly cop in my neighborhood told me I can't open my donut shop. Okay. You know, all my friends in the community that buy my donuts and drink coffee all day are fucking hard warriors. Yeah, they're they're like really disappointed that they're closed. But you know, it's it's city government. You don't you don't fight the city government and win, do you? So I'm at work, you know, speaking of my fucking day job. So I will edit this out a little bit because I had some snags in there and stuff. But uh, all in all, you know, we are at that Y in the road. We are literally standing, looking over the battlefield right now. And we can tuck tail and run or we can engage. And it's scary because when we engage... We have no fucking training. I am not a lawyer. 
I did not study the law. I've been fighting this for two years, and when I went into it, and that guy wrote me that first cease and desist or stop work order or whatever the fuck it was, you know, I was scared. I was like, holy fuck. You know, yeah, I put on a good picture. You know, it's like, ah, oh, fuck you. Kiss my ass. I was scared. You know, looking at three, $4,000 in fines, 30 days in jail. You know, not that that would happen, but it's scary. So you know what? I got, I got, I got to figure this out. I started learning and training. Well, now we're, we're, we're looking at a battlefield that's wholly different than it ever was. We don't have any politicians on our side out there. Might have a few. But they operate on a different plane. They're the, they're the people on the battlefield that you don't see. Maybe they're in the airplanes or they're on the ground over that hill. We know they're there, but, you know, these politicians aren't always right there on your side. We have support. We can't just radio them and go, hey, congressman, we got this battle brewing over here. Could you use some air support? You know, drop a few lawyers on them fuckers. Okay, we'll do. What's your coordinates? Got it. Done. It's not that way. We're on our fucking own. We're literally on our own. Yo-yo time. You're on your own, motherfucker. So look out over that battlefield and determine what you want the outcome to be. Because the fight's going to go on with or without you. You can take all your expertise and hide it. Like God said, like the parable of you know, the talents. You can take all of that training you've had over your life as a lawyer, as a, as a warrior, as a law enforcement, and you can hide it. Stand back and let the fight go on without you. Or you can use it. You can stand and look at that battlefield and go, you know, this might not be the hill that I have to die on. But God damn it, it's a hill I'm going to fight on. And no matter what it is, the battlefield is fucking huge. It encompasses the entire United States from sea to shining sea. It's in your cities. It's in your Congress, it's in your Senate, it's in the White House, it's in the media. And if we continue to pay the media just by logging on, then we're just doing nothing. I use Facebook just to rally my troops every once in a while and put a post up there and go, hey, anybody still listening, you fucks? But I don't expect them to all call me up and go, hey, let's read your post. What are we going to do? I mean, there's three or four of them I know that are that way. But I have to call him and go, hey, here's what I'm doing in court. Got any advice? Yeah, do this, try that. I got a friend that'll help you. And they, they do. So you take your talents and you can hide them or you can use them. Or you can be like the rest of the politicians and invest them into ill-gotten gains. Anyway, I'm done pleading. I really don't fucking know what else to say. You know, by the time this... Uh, Podcast gets out, and uh, by the time everyone hears it, electoral college might even almost be done. We'll see. But just because the election's over doesn't mean it's over. Even if Trump wins, this fight is fucking raging. And it's raging on a local level. Just turn around and look at your, your city. Help those businesses that are being shut down and starved out of business. 
while Amazon and Target and Walmart and Ace and Lowe's and Home Depot thrive. You sit there and shake your head and go, God damn, that's a travesty. I liked old Bob's restaurant. That was good. Really? Did you fucking help him keep open? No. All right. So love y'all. The fight is real. It's there. Right in front of you. You don't have to go far to find it. Battlefield is there. You're not being shipped off to Saigon or fucking Mosul or fucking Crete or all them shithole fucking places in the middle of nowhere. No one understands where they are and can't find on a map. It's right there. Walk out your front fucking door and take a look. And if we don't get engaged, America will become Venezuela and Cuba. And it will happen within not decades, but years. Because they know that if they pull this over our eyes, because of this COVID and all that, they're going to go full steam ahead, double time. Because they can't let another election come. That means two years to keep the House and the Senate. It's going to start happening real fucking quick. And even if Trump wins, they're going to be looking to the next two-year election cycle going, what can we fuck up next? So get involved. It's real. and It's happening. It's happening in real time. I love you all. really do. I know I sound like I'm bashing on you. We're the only ones out there that can do anything about it. You know, at least you're the only people I know that can do anything about it and maybe go, Mark, you're fucking nuts, but God damn it, I hate it when you're right. So I do love y'all. Appreciate all the listeners. Take care. Enjoy the apocalypse. We made too many compromises already. Too many retreats. We invade our space and we fall back. I'm your huckleberry. The line must be drawn here. This far, no farther. That's just my game.